We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. So where is the best place to start with reading William Faulkner? I got you covered. So I was in your shoes once. I had never read William Faulkner and was told, you got to check this guy out. He's amazing. But where do you start? So I did my research and I started. And then I felt I was in your place again where I was like, was that really the best place to start? What the heck just happened? <laughs> I mean, where are the facts? There's all these different types of Faulkner. He's got these tragedies he's got comedies. Which one is the right one for you? And that's where we talk about how literature is a door. And you got to know which door to open to find out if you're going to like it. So with 13 novels, 125 short stories, picking a door for you is about as controversial probably as this author's writings are themselves, which is why I'm going to give you three doors to choose from. Because he's not just called the Shakespeare of America for no reason. He does have his tragedy. He does have his comedies. And he's even got his books that kind of mix those together. But he comes from an era that is just so ingrained in his DNA, in terms of how we treat each other, in terms of how the South had different structures of how they treated individuals and what was your role in that society. And on top of all this, Faulkner has his poetic writing that's just gorgeous and fluid and sometimes confusing. So you got to wonder, is, is he messing up? Is it me? It's probably me. It's definitely me, right? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> but it's all rooted in the post-Civil War era. America is steeped in racism. And Faulkner wasn't one afraid to pick up the pen and write to it and not try to glorify it to the best that he could. There's plenty of writings out there of, did Faulkner really escape racism? And I think most people conclude of... <sighs> Not quite sure, probably not, but there are still valuable lessons and things to learn from his writings. So the question is, you want to get a taste of this, right? So where is the best place to start? Here's your three questions. Got it that time. I'm going to ask you. And I'm going to start out controversial too, because number one is, are you okay with starting with a short story? And the reason I ask that is many times you're introduced to William Faulkner in a literature class. And there's one story particularly that does a good job of grabbing a wide range of the themes and topics about the past and about how culturally we have certain expectations to do. And that is A Rose for Emily. Clearly one of the most popular short stories in American literature and probably one of the best places to start with Faulkner. You get a little bit of the Southern Gothic experience. You get a little bit of his poetic writing, but it's in a bite-sized chunk that you're going to very quickly be able to grasp, oh, okay, so this is what Faulkner's like, and that gives you some breathing room. So that way, maybe when you walk into your next Faulkner story, 
that it won't be as jarring, it won't be as daunting, and you'll get a little bit more about how the past impacts the future and other Faulkner themes. It's just wrapped up in a tight little ball. Tight. But let's be honest. If you're a person who's like, I don't enjoy short stories. I don't, I don't like them. I can't get into them. Right as I start to get to know the characters, the story ends, that's okay. Okay. Hey, I'm giving you the multiple doors here. Now, the next question is going to tell you which of the last two doors I would recommend you pick. So my question for you is, are you the type of person that you can select one book and you're like, got it, I know this author, not gonna give him any more shots. Or are you a person where even if you've read it and you're maybe a little put off from it and maybe unsure, you'd be willing to do two books from him? And this is an important question, okay? Because if you said, you know what, sometimes I do one book and I feel like I got it, I know I can decide from there whether he's the author for me or not, I think you gotta go for the big kahuna and that is none other than Big Daddy Absalom Absalom, argued to be one of the most important books even in all of American canon, and is something that is just so panic fear inducing. When you get done, you're almost just sweating like a chess match where you can just be sitting still and your heart's beating a hundred miles per hour. That's Absalom Absalom, a story about a family, the decay of the South, this allegory of how we mistreat and misuse people. That's Absalom Absalom, and it's so dense and frustrating and rewarding that if you're going to choose one William Faulkner book to just completely encapsulate the most powerful tour de force of writing that William Faulkner can deliver, you got to go with this one. Now, let's say you didn't choose that door. I want to give you two other books that definitely go a little bit deeper and broader on some of the spectrum that Absalom Absalom doesn't cover, but take more time to evolve and maybe even bring a reader into the William Faulkner universe a little bit slower. And it's probably the one that's probably the most accessible if you're not the guy that's like, hey, I got to do just one and then I'll just know. If you're going to give me two books, you need to start with As I Lay Dying, which is frequently cited as one of the best places to start with William Faulkner. It's one of his most accessible yet challenging works. It's offered in college courses. Even some very challenging high school teachers will put this in front of your students and with a good guide. If you have a Virgil to walk through your uh, fires of hell, then As I Lay Dying is a really good experience to see what this absolutely bonkers Southern family goes through as they try to bury their mother, as I lay dying, right? And it's just something that only a mind as Faulkner as Faulkner could come up with this story. It's crazy, it's engaging, and it's probably one of the best places to introduce yourself to William Faulkner, where there's even a little bit of that element of, is this real life? Am I experiencing real, is this magical realism? You need to check out this book if this is gonna be your first William Faulkner. And the reason why I think this is a good place to start, if you're willing to give two, is afterwards, you're gonna say, okay, I get the difficulty, right? I get that. I'm ready for something a little bit more. Or maybe, hey, I could see where he's going with this, and I see how he layers themes on top of each other rather than chronological order that most authors deliver stories with. Let's step up to plate number two, and that is The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner. You'd think I'd put Absalom Absalom in this book, but no, sir, I am not. Because here's the thing, if you are so repulsed by that first book, Absalom Absalom is not gonna be the book that changes your mind. 
the sound and the fury. This is going to give you, I think, a broader background into William Faulkner rather than just jumping straight to Absalom, Absalom. Actually, these two stories are even connected with a character that shares and exists in the universes. Kind of, there's a little bit of a chronology mistake there. <laughs> but it gets you the idea of what it's like to live in this small southern town and experience life. And their family, hey, it ain't normal. But if you were looking for a normal family, I don't think William Faulkner is the writer for you. He's going to experience some really interesting and grotesque and challenging things about the dynamics of a family and when the, the pull of blood challenges the, the cultural or structural things put upon you by society, The Sound and the Fury explores this beautifully and the narrative choices in this are amazing where the opening chapter is like the most reliable narrator but most confusing narrator you could ever have with Benji. It's something that you just won't experience in any other work inspiring authors like Cormac McCarthy and other authors. Faulkner just takes these risks that seem to work for him in some of his greatest works. So those are the three doors for you that I would offer. One, if you're willing to do a short story, see what you do with the Rose for Emily. After that, hey, if you can do one book and one book only and you know that you're just like, hey, just give me the give me the thing and, and then I'll just know I think it's gonna be Absalom Absalom because if there's one book that people will, you know, if you read another Faulkner book, they're gonna say, well, did you try Absalom Absalom? So you might as well just get it out of the way, right? Take, take that away from them so that you're like, yeah, I read that, okay? And then the third door is if you are willing to go on more of an adventure, I think starting out a little bit slower with As They Lay Dying, and then getting into the really experimental narrative techniques of The Sound and the Fury, I think you'll be on your way to being a Faulknophile as opposed to a Faulknophobe. Hopefully this helps, guys. I hope you enjoy Faulkner. If you went out there and chose one of these stories as one of your first reads, or maybe you've already read one of your first ones, and you're like, where do I go from here? Hit me up in the comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Faulkner. He's one of my most favorite authors. I literally have 35 videos currently, about to be 36 videos on him, and there's still more to be coming with the Summer of Snopes project coming up. We got light in August that we're going to have to do an in-depth analysis on. Guys, we hope you love Faulkner. And if you want more, our buddy Brian over at Bookish is actually doing a where not to start. He is very well read and has read tons of Faulkner. And if you stick around to the end of his video, he always sneaks in the where to actually start. Let's see if we agree, shall we? This will be an interesting challenge. Guys, hit that subscribe button to join us on the journey as we take a conversational approach to literature. We look forward to talking to you in the future. Una out.